Welcome to the Getting the Deal Done podcast series. I'm John Martinka, and my special guest today is my friend, good friend, Chris Boland. And we are going to talk about the power of promotional products. Disclaimer, Chris and I have known each other about 15 years, and I have used him and his company a number of times, some great infusion water bottles with a logo on, logo wear for one of our companies. Uh, he does the shirts for our annual Rotary Project in Antigua, and he has done a uh, great job providing us with pens. And you think pens, and they're not the cheap little plastic things that run out of ink next week. They are some really solid metal pens, and they last a long, long time, and they're worth worth the cost. So, Chris, welcome. Yeah, hi, John. So let's start with you know a couple minutes on you and your background and how you got into this business. So, I uh, initially studied advertising and marketing uh, with a minor of fine arts at Washington State University, and my intention was to uh, go on to the advertising uh, agency environment. And upon doing an internship, I realized that's not the life for me. And uh, so I graduated and did some uh, freelance market, marketing work and advertising. And then I landed a sales position and with a fitness company that eventually led to a sales position in a uniform manufacturing company, designing uh, concepts and schemes and things. And what's funny is I kept running into people needing promotional items and having issues and complaints about it. And I found out that I had access to it. And so I started adding that on to my apparel sales. And it just kind of morphed from there. And then uh, the last, I've been in the business now of strictly promotional products, 26 years. And uh, had about 22 years with a, a small company partnership. And then I just switched to a company called Geiger, which is the largest privately owned promotional marketing company in the world. Uh, still family owned, fifth generation at the helm. And uh, so my role is I'm an independent consultant um, on their business platform. And the beauty is that we're able to leverage economies of scale. And, uh, and the service is great because of the, uh, the amount of business that Geiger does. So got a home office, independent, do my own thing and have a lot of fun with it. And I totally love the creative side of it. Great. So, Great. You got yeah. that entrepreneur side of it being a, your own little business uh, with a big company behind you. So what's been going on in the industry? Uh, obviously, COVID decimated the trade show industry for quite a while and is still still lingering effects. What, what's going on with the supply chain issues? You know, it's been very interesting, John. Um, yeah, literally, you know, in a month's time, our business completely flipped on its end. And uh, <clears throat> obviously, I think the trade show model, although I still see the value in the face-to-face -face connection and relationship side, it's, it's really down. Uh, events are slowly creeping back. Um, I'm just thinking more on, on like a local level. Um, so the big scale trade shows, I think, may be a thing of history. Um, but where the market's changed for us is, is twofold. One, the product selection, obviously supply chain issues have been a major, have had a major impact on it. And even to this day, there's been a big change. For example, uh, with certain polo shirts, it used to be that there'd be maybe 12 or 15 colors offered. Now there may be six or seven. The same thing's happening at retail. If you look at the toilet paper aisle, for example, um, there used to be 15, 20 different brands and styles and types. Now there's about six. And what the market has pointed out is that people are okay with that limited selection. It's not the end all be all. 
So what we're seeing is like with apparel, there's a lot of key colors now, mainly four or five. It's like light gray hues, heathered, uh, black, navy, and then white. And a lot of that's because of the manufacturing issue with colored fabrics, dye lots, things of that nature. There, there's still a bit of a, uh, a COVID hangover on that front. Um, and same thing with, with the promotional products. There's areas that used to be a lot of wide different SKUs available. A lot of the garbage has disappeared. Um, to that, sustainability is a big issue that's come out of COVID. And a lot of products that had nasty chemicals in it, namely PVC, uh, companies have dropped them. They're no longer producing them. Uh, products that can't be recycled, they're being discontinued and dropped. And so we're seeing across the board a huge move towards sustainability, sustainable fabrics, um, and a different manufacturing process. Um, for example, like 100% cotton polo, um, those can actually be a little difficult to get. I would say 85% of the market now are, are cotton and poly blends or 100% poly blends or recycled fabrics and material blends. Um, and they offer great hand, great feel. Uh, it's really the future. And uh, so that's kind of been the biggest impact. Um, the good news is now coming into the winter, two things. One, inventory levels have increased. And that's uh, ceased with a lot of the disruption we had earlier. Um, shipping has gotten better. Shipping costs have dropped. That was another nightmare. Um, but we are seeing some inflationary impacts. Uh, in fact, I just did a reorder for a client this morning, and the costs were up about 20%. So that's something that we watch out for, um, try to advise and head off that we, we get notice of, of price increases, namely with the year end coming up. Um, there'll probably be some more increases happening on that front. But I would say that's the best synopsis of, of how COVID has affected us. Um, what replaced trade shows, we're now seeing a lot of action in actual employee incentive and premiums. Um, keeping employees and keeping them happy has become a really big deal, um, especially with a home office situation. Uh, we, a lot of companies have embraced multiple drop ships on orders, so I can actually ship to, you gave me a roster with 10 addresses on it, I can get 10 packages in 10 people's hands all in one order. You, you don't even have to touch it. So that's, a, that's another benefit that's come out of it. Okay. So uh, that's a good background. So let's talk about the big thing. Why? What are the benefits of promotional products? Uh, you know, how have companies used them? How do they, how do they work? I'm sure you have a lot of stories. Yeah. Well, the first concept, um, the, the power, I'd say the power of promotional marketing. There's two, two elements to it. The first one is actually called the law of reciprocity. And this is a, a, a law written by a social psychologist named Kialdini. And he highlights it in his book called Influence, in which he identifies these little theories that he calls click were. So think of like a watch. Something clicks and then it buzzes. And the law of reciprocity basically states that anytime you give somebody something, especially if it's un, uh, unexpected, that subconsciously creates a desire to give back and support. And so... Some examples of this, uh, if you're sending out an invoice, drop in a sticker or a magnet, something mail with it. People receive the invoice. That's not a fun experience. Yet the studies show that if you add some little item to it, suddenly they're like, wow. And it, you, you increase their experience. Another example, I worked with a, uh, a high-end auto dealer here locally in the, the Bellevue area. And you can't get out of that service shop for less than a thousand bucks. And then when you go to your vehicle, here's a little thank you card. And they had a little tiny branded mint sitting with the card. And so you leave the, the, the parking lot having just spent $1,000 with this little 10 cent or 15 cent mint 
and you're feeling good about the whole process. That's the power. Um, so the key thing too is the other side of this is that promotional products, a lot of people think if they go to an event or have something coming up or want to provide incentive for employees, I just got to grab something. And a lot of people go for low, pro, pri, low uh, price point items, but they know it as tchotchkes, uh, hunks of hell, landfill, basically garbage. This will do two things. One, and they're both negative things. The first thing is you're giving somebody something that they really don't want and they're going to take and it's going to end up in a garbage can someplace. That creates a negative experience for the recipient. The second thing is um, there's a lot of, you're, you're putting your brand on this and this item should be a reflection of your quality or your service uh, or your product. So when you're giving out garbage, it's going to create a garbage type environment. And that the key thing is that typically for just a little bit more cost, you come up with some great items and good things that actually have utility. Another way to look at this is how do your clients or your prospects or your employees want to be touched? Now, touch is a very personal thing. So if we take a look at that and come up with something that's going to offer utility that they're going to appreciate, that is where you get the bang for the buck. And certain items, I mean, the benchmark in general advertising is your cost per impression. And if somebody's holding on to an item and they're utilizing it, your CPI is going to drop, which is perfect. That's exactly what you want. And the other piece to this that I advise is when you're considering promotional products, like John, you mentioned some of the items that you've had great success with. What I encourage is that we start out with some low minimums and we test the market and see how the item's going to be received. If you're getting feedback on it, then we just replicate and it's easy. Uh, if you get something and you've ordered, say, 200 pieces and you find out it's a dog, we go to plan B. And you, therefore, you've not invested this gigantic budget into a, a product that may not be effective for you. Um, and that's that's a big deal, too, because a lot of people have the mentality, well, I'll, I'll order a thousand lip balms. Uh, I get a slight discount. Well, if the lip balm doesn't work for you, <laughs> then the, the next argument is, oh, my marketing budget shot. Promotional products are horrible. No, you just use, you got the wrong item for the wrong application. That's all it is. So definitely start out small, test market. And then when you find your sweet spot, we just replicate. Okay. So what are, what are some unique items that people are using and have had results with? And, you know, I shared with you one before. I was at a meeting yesterday with a couple construction companies, and one of them specifically does healthcare work. And uh, they had on their uh, on a credenza in the hallway, they looks like a syringe. And it's a highlighter and it caught yep. my attention. I mean, it, which is what it's supposed to do, right? Rather than yep. the 30 cent or 70 cent pen next to it. Yep. So a couple of different theories on, on that. Um, and the first thing, the most important is that you mentioned your, your basic ballpoint pen. Historically, the pen really has been a big deal because there was a time where they were very costly. Uh, not many people had them. Um, the new ink, the rollerballs, technology like that has, has increased that, that value and utility. But what people don't realize is that the key to finding a good pen and, and making a wise spend is there's two companies only that actually produce the pens with fresh ink. And uh, those are two suppliers that I work with. And the problem is that most people get these flyers in the mail or they see some ad and it's like, wow, these pens are half off. Well, what people don't realize is that they're made in China by the billions and they've been sitting on a shelf and pens have a shelf life, just like a carton of milk. And when you get these ads for a pen that's half off, it's because it's past its shelf life. They've got to get rid of them. And so those are the pens that end up not writing well. Again, now your name and your logo is on that pen. And someone's not going to be able to write with it. It's not going to write smooth and they're going to throw it away. And 
basically the two companies I work with, they have a full selection from everything from your you know pens under a dollar to fine metal body pens. Um, I really think it's a best buy period because they write beautifully and people will hold on to them and they'll utilize them. Um, and that's the feedback we get all the time. Wow, these pens are awesome. Well, they're awesome because probably 80% of all the other pens on the market are garbage. And uh, so that's, you know, stretching your buy, increasing your CPI and uh, keeping things out of the landfill. Oh, I agree. I had a pen from a CPA firm and it was, it wrote very nicely, but after a few weeks, it, you know, you press the button to get it, to get it down yep. and things started coming apart. And uh, yep. cause it was a nice little plastic pen. Uh, that, yep. You know, someone sold them on it. You know, look how cheap you can get this. Um, what are some, what are some unique items out there? Things, not, not the pens and, uh, you know, right right now, well, it, again, it depends on the market, but uh, a couple different things. I mentioned the uh, the apparel and sustainability. There are some amazing fabrics coming out now that just offer an incredible hand and an amazing feel, um, and the price points aren't that bad. So there's a, a gamut of, of apparel. Another trend that I like and I'm seeing is leveraging what's happening at retail for your own, own company, your own products, or for your own employees. For example, um, everyone's heard of the Yeti mugs. And Yeti, in my opinion, is incredibly overpriced for what it is. I would say half the cost you're just paying for the brand. However, that same technology is available with a bunch of different off-brand companies and some branded ones we see at retail. So right now, for example, Stanley, remember the old Stanley thermos? The Stanley tumblers and stainless steel mugs are the probably most popular item right now and this for selling going into fall and all summer at retail. And what's fun about that is that you can get the, the name brand things at a lower price. You can pair it with your company logo. It makes a great gift. Holidays coming up. Um, that's something to consider too. Also, looking at some of the retail brands, we're able to get them at a much lower cost. And so what you're doing is if your employee, like there's a polo shirt from a company called Pebble Beach. I think Nordstrom sells these things for blank for $69 each. Beautiful golf shirt. Great polo shirt. Uh, we can get them branded to you for probably 35 or 40. And what happens is your customers or your employees will see that item and go, wow, this is a $69 shirt. Holy cow. So it's you're increasing the, the uh, perceived value uh, based on what's happening at retail. So we tend to leverage that a bit. Um, it's a little more difficult times to work with some retail brands because of inventory issues. Um, but that's a fun one. And also, just in general, when you're considering uh, gifting or doing something for clients, I suggest we leverage Thanksgiving and for two reasons. I think this is the most underrated marketing opportunity of the holiday season, if you will. Two reasons. First of all, Thanksgiving is a is a holiday about gratitude. What a better time to show your gratitude for employees or customers than right before Thanksgiving. The second thing is you're going to be the first one on the block in the gifting arena. Now, this is powerful for two reasons. One, when people get up around, around say, Christmas and New Year's, they're gifted out. So suddenly your you know, $50 gift basket that shows up at the office, like, oh man, another gift basket, pass me an apple. It doesn't have an effect. It's people are saturated, it's overwhelmed. So if you wanna have an effect, you have that gift basket show up first and start the season and be the first one on the block with it. People are gonna look at that, they're gonna be all excited. Oh my gosh, a gift basket, I love it. And your brand's gonna be all over it. Same thing with employees. If they come in on a, say it's a Monday before Thanksgiving and they walk in and here's a, a personalized $20 stainless steel tumbler on their desk, simply paired with a letter that says, 
we're awesome because you're awesome. Keep up the great work. Have a wonderful holiday season. We love you. That $20 investment in your employees will mean so much to them. And it's kind of falls on the line of, of give recognition, not raises. I mean, people always will take more money. That's great. But when you can take a $20 item like that and create this, this generous sign of, of goodwill and attention, let the employees know you see them, that's, that's a powerful thing. Um, and again, all kinds of different drinkware. Uh, water bottles also have been very popular. Um, again, people are getting away from uh, plastic, especially younger people. Um, plastic is a huge problem I mean, environmentally and, and even with recycling. It's amazing how little actually gets recycled. Um, but again, playing off the sustainability piece. Uh, also, uh, all natural, for example, a little less than a dollar lip balm. Um, people love them. And you, you give them out all natural. I got one that's made in the, in the USA. Great little thing that's got a high value. Uh, for example, I had a company, went to a golf tournament, they ordered a bunch of lip balms, and they had 10 people come back, actually thank them for the lip balm. After the fact, mm -hmm. they said they'd never had that result uh, from a promotional giveaway. So uh, other than that, I, we just look at the market, look at the, the people you're trying to attract, see if you can identify a, a need, and then we find the product that can fit. Because um, there are approximately a million items out there that can be branded. It's just a, a matter of really identifying your market, identifying the message, um, and then putting an item in a prospect or a client's hand when they need your product or service. That's another powerful element of, of promotional marketing. You know, Chris, I, I can relate to what you're saying about unique and, but also the quality. I'm thinking about it. I've got this year, I received four cups or glasses from one from a client, a couple banks, et cetera. Uh, one from a client was a nice Yeti, uh, you know, I think it's a pint size with the cover and all that's great. One from an event I went to, a mate, one of the major banks, beautiful. If it's not Yeti, it's similar quality. But another one, uh, there's a little tinny coffee cup and a cheap plastic cup with the bank's name on it. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to use either one. Yeah. And you know, the other thing about that, which people don't realize, um, like for example, I was working with a customer down in California, a big construction company, and they uh, they were looking at doing some Yeti tumblers and then some other ones. And then they went to Alibaba, this importing website, and they found all these mugs from the direct imports from China. And they were like a third or half the cost. Well, the problem is you don't know what's in that stainless steel and it's a non-regulated stainless um, and there's a lot of safety stuff that you, you, we want to avoid the, the chemicals and the imports and, and all the garbage. And it's going to perform like that. And it's just going to go to the landfill. Um, I had another guy ordered uh, some kind of knockoff wine tumblers. And they had this horrible smell to it. Well, it was because something was in the, the stainless. It was a non-branded, basically a knockoff item. And so the fact is that for a little bit more cost, yeah, it's a little more out of pocket. However, look at the effect you're going to create. Um almost kind of pairs well with the garbage in garbage out. Um, so that stuff, I don't even touch it. Same thing with apparel, like t-shirts. There's some promotional weight, promotional quality shirts. If you're going to a, a county fair and you want to hand out a thousand shirts, yeah, we can do it for about five, six bucks each. But the difference is that they're not going to be worn. They're going to be thrown away. But for a dollar or $2 more cost, you can actually get a shirt that when it's Saturday morning, someone's going to reach for your shirt because it's a quality piece. It wears well, it fits well, it's comfortable. And that is going to keep your message and your item hanging around. 
if it's garbage, it gets tossed. If it's great, it gets worn or used. So that's that's the key. That's what we want. So you've told me before about uh, uh, sticky notes. Talk to me about your clients that have used sticky notes. So this is a fun little trick. There's a uh, so sticky notes, same thing as post-it notes. You can get them now fully imprinted, full color imprint. Um, they're on special all the time for about 50 cents each, 60 cents, something like that. It, it does vary. But what's interesting about giving out custom branded sticky notes in little pads, first of all, extremely low cost. The second thing is you're going to own real estate on somebody's desk and you're going to own it for a long time because what's interesting is people, when they receive that, they uh, they assign a higher value for whatever reason to an imprinted sticky note. And oftentimes when their normal blank ones run out, they'll actually get up and walk around the office looking for blank sticky notes, kind of cherishing or saving your branded sticky notes, or they'll use them very sparingly. And what's interesting is there was a gentleman I was working with and I explained that to him and he, uh, he had a hard time believing it, but he bought the sticky notes and he gave them out. And again, they're a great little thing to just give away high value. You can put them in an envelope, um, keep them in your car, keep them everywhere. And it was about a year and a half later and I got a phone call and he's laughing and he said, you won't believe what I just caught myself doing. And I said, you got up and we're looking for blank sticky notes, weren't you? And he said, yeah, I didn't even want to use my own. And uh, <laughs> so he, he got a laugh, a little chuckle out of that. But that's the key thing with promotional marketing is that things like that, um, you own real estate on people's desk. Um, there's another unique product called mouse paper, which I love because they're low cost. And it actually, it's, it's a notepad that's designed like a mouse pad that sits right on your desk. And so you can jot down quick notes and the back of it's got a tacky surface on it. So it won't slide. So if you're holding your cell phone, you can actually comfortably write on this pad and it won't slide around. And they've got, I don't know, 30 sheets. You can also imprint it with a, with a calendar information, um, different branding, great imprint area, full color imprint. And we're looking at like three and a half dollars each. Um, and mouse pads in general have been making a comeback because even though all the, the mice these days are, are the laser, laser tracking, people still want a clear area to which to operate it. And it's just that the mouse paper is a great spot on the desk. I love it because you can instantly just, you know, jot a note down. Uh, you're on the phone and you're, you've got to capture some information. It's a great way to do it. And again, low cost, it's an item that's on a desk. You're going to be, people will be seeing your message or your logo daily. And it's a gift with great utility. Okay. Any final thoughts, Chris? Um, if anyone's interested in, in discussing this, just let them know how to contact me. And um, and again, the key thing is we'll look at your customer, look at your message, uh, look at where you want to be, and then we'll find a unique quality uh, way to get your message there and, and uh, in front of people when they need it. So okay. that's that's the way it works. Why don't you share your contact info? Sure. Uh, my cell phone is 425-503-3800. Again, 503-3804. Or you can email me at cboland, it's B-O-L-A-N-D, at geiger, G-E-I-G-E-R dot com. And uh, yeah, contact me. Let me know what you're looking for. Typically, we'll send some links your way right away. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much everything's paperless these days. So yeah, uh, yeah. so I can help okay. out. Please let me know. Well, thank you, Chris. Again, this is Chris Boland with Geiger on the power of promotional products. And thank you for watching or listening to the Getting the Deal Done podcast. So long, Chris. Thank you, John.